It's 2023 and we've made some resolutions, investing resolutions. Here's what matters. Live from New York City, I'm Lauren Goodwin, and this is Market Matters from New York Life Investments. In this podcast, we bring you the best insights from across the New York Life Investments platform because we believe that by sharing perspectives and engaging with you, our listeners, we can all become better investors. Welcome, everybody. It's the week of January 2nd, 2023, and a very happy new year to all of our listeners. It's a new year, but we have the same powerhouse team delivering insights of all kinds. And I'm here with our multi-asset portfolio strategists, Julia Herman and Michael Legalbo. Guys, thanks so much for not running off during the holidays. Thanks, Lauren. I was running around with my puppy instead. Oh my gosh, she's so cute. I was also running around with my big puppy. But I honestly missed the pot over break. My dad certainly missed commenting on our audio quality. Oh my goodness. I think Mama Goodwin and separately, Mr. Herman may be the closest listeners and sharpest critics of our work. And the holidays are certainly a time to hear all about that. But today we're back and want to start the new year off strong and summarize some of our key views for the 12 months ahead. Some of our listeners might have made resolutions to better themselves in some way in 2023. So similarly, we've made some resolutions for investing in the coming year. Before we dive in though, I need to dust the sugar cookie crumbs off of our power blazers and, and maybe set up where we are in the economy and markets. Yeah, by that, Lauren, you mean we need to catch up a little bit on what happened in the markets over break, then yes, I agree. My Bloomberg did not get much of a workout while I was at home. A bit of a lightning round here then for all of us. In mid-December, we had two big pieces of news. First, the inflation data for November, which came in softer than expected again. And the Fed delivered a 50 basis point rate hike along with very hawkish messaging the very next day. There was a tension between the market and the Fed. The latter is far more hawkish right now. Since then, it's been a relatively quiet period of data. The next Fed meeting is February 1st. Overall, our expectations for the investing climate for the year ahead haven't changed since the last time you heard from us, and we expect a year of elevated macroeconomic and market volatility, just like 2022. That's why we're here sharing some of our investment resolutions. When the environment feels a bit wild, it can help to have some anchors. So without further ado, our first resolution has perhaps become the golden rule of investing. Don't fight the Fed. Totally. Let me just remind everybody how powerful the Fed is. During COVID, the economy literally came to a standstill. But with the trillions of dollars the Fed injected, you'd never know it from the state of the markets in the last three quarters of 2020. All that liquidity isn't just a way to inflate asset prices. It was brute force, super effective policy response. So if investors had followed only the economy, they would have missed out on the Fed's risk on rally. Let me just jump in here quick and clarify. The Fed has plenty of critics right now, but the don't fight the Fed mantra still applies even when investors disagree with its policy choices. It's a very good point and maybe a mantra for another day. Invest for the environment that you think will happen, not what you think should happen, which is a totally different thing. But Julia, you just helped us link this resolution to our whole macroeconomic spiel for 2023, because as you mentioned at the top, after the December Fed meeting, a disconnect became clear. The Fed's messaging was obvious and very hawkish, but the market didn't believe it or didn't want to believe it. Yep. Investors are currently banking on the Fed cutting interest rates 
by the middle of next year. But the Fed is saying very clearly that they are fixated on getting inflation durably down. So that leaves us with two possibilities. The market is too bearish on growth or too sanguine on inflation. Connecting the dots there. Jay, you're saying that investors are worried the economy will weaken and therefore the Fed won't be able to hike interest rates more or investors see inflation coming down faster than the Fed does. Yes, exactly. The two aren't necessarily mutually exclusive because inflation would likely fall if economic growth collapsed. But it's interesting to think about the rationale as inflation risk versus recession risk. All right, let's connect this discussion back to our 2023 outlook because we wrote that we expect moderately higher inflation for the medium term, that is the next several years. And we don't see policy, whether it's Fed or fiscal policy, saving the day. So that happens to land us in the Fed's camp without passing any judgment on whether or not they're making a policy mistake. Again, you don't necessarily have to agree with the Fed to believe the Fed and invest according to its messaging when it's consistent and clear. That takes us to our portfolio pause, a segment of the program where we share investment ideas. And it also takes us to our second resolution. For most investors, it's critical to stay invested at all points of the economic cycle, including one in which the Fed is being hawkish and potentially we see an economic downturn ahead. Absolutely. We've covered a lot on this topic in 2022. Staying invested allows investors to collect a coupon or dividend yield providing income that is quite independent of price action in the markets. It also ensures that investors don't miss the recovery, and the markets have historically recovered well in advance of the real economy. We've shared specific all-weather strategies that can suit any point in the cycle, including downturns when they happen. These include value equities and infrastructure. One of our all-weather strategies is also commodities, which aren't typically suited to periods of a growth slowdown, an economic growth slowdown. But we believe commodities are appropriate throughout this economic cycle because of resolution number three on our list, which is when inflation is high, the definition of a safe, and I'm putting that in air quotes, safe asset shifts. Yes, it shifts because instruments that deliver a low and stable yield like treasuries, aren't what we would consider safe, air quotes, because their returns are negative after accounting for inflation. They don't preserve wealth during those periods. So accordingly, we like asset classes, including commodities, which can potentially benefit from inflationary pressures. And we've also come up with some high conviction asset classes for investors to consider adding as the cycle turns, basically adding some risk, which can help offset inflationary pressures on a portfolio. And our favorites here are high-yield bonds, which we think might be more resilient than their name suggests, and municipal bonds, or munis. And as interest rates peak and risk appetites return, we see longer-duration investments making sense as well. For the specifics on all of our considerations and ideas, please see our 2023 Economic and Market Outlook, which is available on our website. That's newyorklifeinvestments.com. And you can click the Insights tab to find all of the insights like this. You can also visit any of our LinkedIn pages or Twitter pages for the links. Julia and Mike, thanks for a great kickoff to the new year. Thanks, Lauren. Thank you, Lauren. Coming up next, we'll host Stephen Friedman of Mackay Shields to share some cutting-edge research on whether the Fed's emergency programs of the pandemic era have permanently shaped market pricing. Is the Fed put now a permanent fixture of the bond market? But that's it for today. For all of your 2023 questions and topic of interest, reach out to us on LinkedIn. You can also follow our views, as I mentioned, at newyorklifeinvestments.com and click the Insights tab. Until then, I'm Lauren Goodwin. See you next time. 
Our podcast is produced by Milo Benamax and our music was composed by the fabulous Zach Young. I will now read our disclosures from compliance. Past performance is no guarantee of future results, which may vary. All investments are subject to market risk and will fluctuate in value. This material represents an assessment of the market environment at a specific date, is subject to change, and is not intended to be a forecast of future events or a guarantee of future results. This information should not be relied upon by the reader as research or investment advice regarding the funds or any issuer or security in particular. The strategies discussed are strictly for illustrative and educational purposes and are not a recommendation, offer, or solicitation to buy or sell any securities or adopt any investment strategy. There's no guarantee that any strategies discussed will be effective. This material contains general information only and does not take into account an individual's financial circumstances. This information should not be relied upon as a primary basis for an investment decision. Rather, an assessment should be made as to whether the information is appropriate in individual circumstances and consideration should be given to talking to a financial advisor before making an investment decision. New York Life Investments is both a service mark and the common trade name of certain investment advisors affiliated with New York Life Insurance Company. Securities are distributed by Nye Life Distributors, LLC, 30 Hudson Street, Jersey City, New Jersey, 07302, a wholly owned subsidiary of New York Life Insurance Company. Nye Life Distributors, LLC is a member of FINRA SIPC.